and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Lee Cohen. And my Fremen name is also Dan Layton. You didn't want to make a Ghostbusters joke? No, it's a Dune joke, mate. No, I know that, but like, Ghostbusters is out this month. You know what I like? Surely you think that's the bigger movie, right? Ectoplasm, Layton. That'll do us. Uh, let's go talk about what's coming up this month. We are starting March off mm. hot. Oh, yeah. Because not, not only have we got Lisa Frankenstein, the new movie from Diablo Cody, yeah. and directed by Zelda Williams as well, yeah. with Catherine Newton, who I absolutely adore. Yeah, it looks like uh, sort of, it's, it's a horror comedy 80s genre. It's like Tim Burton and John Hughes doing this. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a coming of age story, yeah. which they've also called a coming of rage story. Love upon like that. It looks genuinely like offbeat, off the wall, sort of, If I feel it quite delightful yeah. in a way. The trailer, the trailer makes me go, sure, yeah. I'm in. I like offbeat shenanigans. Yeah, you do. And this looks like it is full of offbeat shenanigans. Yeah, um, very, yeah. very considered, very, very heavy on the production design. It knows exactly what it's trying to be. Good, you're in safe hands. So you've got a choice there. You can either go see Lisa Frankenstein mm-hmm. or you can go see... Dune 2. You can. Or Dune 2, whichever one you want to, whichever way you want to pronounce it. I say Dune, but that makes, that leads to comedy where people are like, did you say Dune? I said, no, I said Dune. Yeah, it's like, or is it <laughs> Dune? I don't think anyone particularly knows. Americans call it Dune. Yeah, but do they know? Like, I mean, that is the key question of the age. Yeah, I don't think anyone truly knows. However, you know, we could hear and talk about the trailer. Mm. We could sit here and talk about the cast. Mm. How about this has been very much anticipated because mm. this was supposed to be released last year and is now being released now. Or I can turn to you directly and say, how was the premiere, Dan? Well, it was great. I'm still with my wristband from having gone last <laughs> night. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. All the stars were out. The carpet took over the entirety of Leicester Square. Um, there was a massive, like all the way across the back sort of there was sand everywhere so that meant there was a man with a little hoover on the carpet it was absolutely brilliant uh and all the cast were there you know zendaya looked like a robot she looked like dot matrix from Spaceballs. absolutely did that um timothy chalamet was doing the widest power stance i've ever seen in my life austin butler's coat was longer than mine uh it was thrilling it was thrilling to be there it was very fun at time and then we sat down and saw the movie and what a movie it is it's one of those where if you are a fan of that kind of high sci-fi genre film, it is quintessential, if that makes sense. It's uh, Denis Villeneuve, who absolutely is is one of my favourite directors. I think of Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, and obviously the first Dune, which was so epic in scale. Epic is a word that gets thrown around a lot. Absolutely. In this case, it's the only one that fits. Right. You can sort of see that from the trailers mm. as well. Like even if you didn't see the first movie, you can just feel from the trailer that this is truly epic. Yeah. You know they would say like sword and sandals. Mm-hmm. This is it's that like on a truly epic scale. Yeah, and and there's something as well in the the law and the narrative and the the way that it is explaining those things to you visually as well as in in the script that really. Uh, it's just I don't. I'm trying to not spoil things because I'm very aware there are people in the room at the moment and those watching at home who don't want me to tell you why certain people were on the carpet and why uh, the the movie shakes out the way it does. I'll just try and and suffice it to say that while the film was happening, 
there were little pockets in this in the room that were rippling. The people next to me, you could tell, were massive Dune fans because every time something went down, oh, and there were a few like applause moments in the film as well. There were ripples of conversation. It really connected in the room last mm -hmm. night. Um, and at two hours forty five minutes, you know how I feel about long movies. It rattles by. I didn't even know. Two hours forty five. It's long. long. It's long, but it doesn't feel it. Mm -hmm. It's there's enough in terms of visual, whether you're riding a sandworm or beginning a holy war, like, you know, all of that stuff. It's, it's so, it knows what it's doing and it does it so precisely that you don't notice the time. Did you see it in IMAX? I did, get into this. So I saw it at the Leicester Square IMAX. Thank you for bringing this up. They've just had a brand new screen installed. Mm. So the screen had a, f a complete refresh. This was the first screening on that new big screen. I was chatting to the guy who owns, not owns, I was chatting to the guy who, I was chatting to the guy who uh, runs Cineworld in Leicester Square, the manager, and he was telling me about the scaffold they had in place and the crane bringing it in. It was like very exciting stuff. So on a screen perspective, I was a big nerd. I was having a great time. Yes, in IMAX. Uh, fills every single corner. And on, on those worlds that are full of people, all filling the screen. And that's mm. what, again, adds to this sort of sense of epic scale. Um, I just, yeah. I just thought it was fascinating. So, I, I mean, I, in IMAX, I feel like this is a great way to see mm. this movie. It's not the only way to see this movie. You could nope. just go and see it in standard 2D. Yeah. We've got a great offer on 2D screenings at the moment. If you go into Cineworld between Monday and Wednesday for standard 2D screenings, it's just five ninety nine. Oh. That's if you come to the cinema or Get if you do it online. Office. Yeah, if you do it at the box office or if you do it online. $5.99 for your cinema tickets. Bargain city, mate. Not only that, you can get a small popcorn or a small drink for a fiver, oh. which means for a tenner, yeah. you've got yourself a cinema date. Oh, I love that. Uh, that, that. That throws me right back to my youth Doesn't when I would just... I would be seeing two or three movies in a day. Oh, I love it. Now I'm unlimited, I do it all the time. But you say, know, yeah. when I was at uni, it was a whole thing. Slightly shifting gears somewhat, the following week we have the release of the new Blumhouse horror icon of Imaginary. Mm. We watched the trailer just before we started recording this because I wanted to show you the trailer for it. Yep. You are our resident scaredy cat. <laughs> How did you find it being a little scaredy cat? Look, <laughs> I could tell that it was good and I could tell that the portion of the screen that I will be able to see through my hands is going to be very entertaining. No, it's, it's a great concept, Yeah, isn't it? It's like a horror version of Ted. There's yeah. a little bit of child's play <laughs> in there as well. You're giggling because... It's just imagining a horror version of Ted, which I suppose, yeah. But it's, it's like the, the idea of having an imaginary friend, but once you forget about them, yeah. they don't go away but they get cross that you've forgotten about them. Exactly, yeah. And it's got a little bit of that child's play element to it as well, mm -hmm. of like the little girl being interviewed. It's like, he doesn't want me to talk about him to you. God. All that sort of stuff. Little children's game as well, <laughs> so. And I think it's got some great Blumhouse visuals too. Yeah. Blumhouse are now at that point where they can just rattle off like from the people that brought you Five Nights at Freddy's, The Invisible Man, and mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff. Like they've got a great pedigree behind them. And this is kind of like, it's it's Megan for this year, it almost Oh, great. Like. What a great tagline. They should absolutely take that. I, but what's interesting about Blumhouse and this kind of film, and especially, you know, the success of Megan and, and this one as well, is that, like, not to get too inside of baseball cinema about it, but it's great that you have a movie like Doom, which is going to take the massive screens and all of that big experience. But there's also, there's been success with anyone but you, the rom-com that came out at the end of last year that 
was only supposed to be out for a little bit, but people really responded to it. So mm. it's been out for a long time. Blumhouse is a great example of these like, niche little genre films that people are going to really respond to. It's like we can have both. There is still yeah. a space for this real creativity. And it's in the kind of, and Lisa Frankenstein does it as well, embracing the B-movie kind That's of thing. That's right, yeah. yeah. I like, I'm glad to see genre movies like this are mm. back. You know, when uh, It feels like the rom-com is back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the low-budget horror movie, it's never left us, but Blumhouse is giving it a much wider birth than it, than it had done previously. And you see that Blumhouse name and you go, right. I know. Assured. I know exactly what I'm in yeah. for here. So that's out on the 8th of March. Two days later is Mother's Day. So what a perfect way to spend Mother's Day by taking your mum to go and see Imaginary on the big screen. She'll love it. I, well, I don't, would my mum like it? I don't think my mum would. Well, I can't predict my mum because she told me she was going to go see Oppenheimer and I was like, I don't know if your attention is going to spend that long. She loved it. I mean, obviously it's Oppenheimer, but when your mum leaves Oppenheimer and is like, let me tell you about the production design. I was like, mother. <laughs> Maybe you did raise me. My mum said the same thing about Killers of the Flower Moon. Hey, what is this uh, about? I'm like, you can tell you're retired now. Yeah. <laughs> all the time in the world. She would not have gone to see that <laughs> when she was working. Now she's got all the time in the world. She's going to see this. But like, I love going to the pictures with my mum. Mm. My mum's a, a wonderful cinema date. And this Mother's Day, you can celebrate Mother's Day with your mum. For just £20, you get the Mother's Day gift box, oh. which comes with two cinema tickets. Oh. I know, right? And here's the great thing. Oh. Because you can either get this as an e-ticket, you know, print that out, put it in a card, give it to your mum, or you can get it as a physical box. Oh. Wrap that up, hand it to your mum on Mum's Day. With, it, with some flowers. Oh, it's very cute, isn't it? Yeah. Or you can give it to someone else's mum. <laughs> Released on the 15th of March, we have Drive Away Dolls, which mm -hmm. is a wonderful road trip looking movie. Like, yeah. I love road trip movies. Yeah, that's very much your energy, isn't it? Oh, I do. I, yeah. You're like a team up, people going along on yeah. places, yeah. So it's, kind of, it's my bag, baby. <laughs> but because we are also in Oscars season, we're going to be showing some of the best movies, the most acclaimed movies oh, of the past year. Love that. I'm already in Oscars mode. I'm all, I, so what I do around this time of year is I just tend to sort of put on past Oscar ceremonies on YouTube and just potter about every now and again crying at someone's speech. <laughs> like, you go Gwyneth Paltrow! So on March 1st, we're showing Past Lives. On Saturday, the 2nd of March, we're showing Barbenheimer. Oh, we can relive it! And on Sunday the 3rd, we're showing The Holdovers. Yes, that's my movie of the year. So if you haven't seen The Holdovers yet, well, I mean, what's wrong with you, number one? But number two, let's fix that by going to see it on the 3rd of March. On the 5th of March, you can see American Fiction, another fantastic one. Wednesday the 6th of March, The Zone of Interest. And Friday the 8th, Anatomy of a Fall. And as I mentioned, it's one of my mum's favourite movies. On Saturday the 9th of March, Killers of the Flower Moon. And then on Sunday the 10th, Poor Things. That is a wicked 10-day stretch of movies. Yeah, I don't really know how to say this without sounding really trite, but these are really good movies. <laughs> like, they're nominated for Best Picture. I don't know what to tell you. But like, it's one of these- This is why we pay them the big bucks everyone wants to come down here. <laughs> Piercing insight. But it's something about this year that there's a real array of things. I haven't seen, so if, if you, like me, like to try and see as many of the best picture films as possible. I like to try and take them all up. I've got three left. Later today, I'm going to see The Zone of Interest. Today, in our time, in your time, I'll have already seen it. Um, but I'm still left with, I think, Killers of the Flower Moon and Past Lives. So fantastic that I can go and see them as they're meant to be seen in the cinema because it does, 
it does change things when yeah. you experience it in situ. But what an array of different movies. You've got something as wild and round the bend as a La- Yorgos Anthemus movie like Poor Things, which is Emma Stone in this kind of Victorian uh, repression kind of mm-hmm. movie, this this liberation thing. And she's it's Mark Ruffalo's funniest role. And you kind of don't expect that in a movie like this, but he's absolutely sensational. American Fiction, which I saw the other day, I absolutely adored. That is a bit of me, very up my street. Story of a, a, a writer who feels like cliche and stereotypes are taking the mick a little bit. So he sort of writes a parody of that and it ends up being seen as the biggest and most successful book of the year. I love Jeffrey Wright. Oh, well. he's incredible he's in it. And so, Sterling K. So Brown, good. Tracy Ellis Ross. It's just fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Barbenheimer, like what more can be said about Barbenheimer? We can relive the summer yeah. of 2023 again yeah. by going to do a Barbenheimer double bill. Maybe do it the other way around to the one you would have done it first time. Because oh, I saw Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. Very good. That yeah. was the big talking point of last summer. So if you only saw it one way, now is your chance to do it the other way around. Also, what a great time to become an Unlimited member. Yeah, one tick, 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 tick. Thank you very much indeed. Imagine doing that, every, you know, one a day. Yeah. For the for those 10 days, tick, 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 tick. Using it every time. Tap my Unlimited card. Oh, I'll have some, a little discount of my popcorn there as well. Have I told this story to you about Harry Potter? You have, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll refresh for everybody. But when the last Harry Potter movie came out, Cineworld showed every Harry Potter movie every day, like one in a row kind of thing, from Philosopher's Stone all the way through to Deathly Hallows Part 1. And my nearest Cineworld at the time was uh, two trains and a 30-minute walk away. And I made the pilgrimage every day. I think that's where my sort of love affair with Cineworld began, because it was like, I, I want to experience those movies on the big screen. So it's like a, it's a very Cineworld tradition to have the run of the movies in, in order. So, yeah. Go, go and have your own love affair. Dan, mm. on March 22nd, Make way. Luke's big day, everybody. This is my big day. This might be bigger than my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Birth of your child. The birth of my child. Yeah, they they pale in comparison. We've got a brand new Ghostbusters movie. You love Ghostbusters, don't you? I'm wearing my Ghostbusters t-shirt today. So you are. Because if you ever do get asked by a Sumerian god, Mm. are you a god? You say yes. Because otherwise, they may want to destroy New York City and the rest of the world, for that matter. Well, they start with New York City. Well, yeah, I mean, pinnacle. Yeah. Well, that's because that's where Spook Central is. There and it is. They use that to destroy New York. City. Anyway, <laughs> Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. Here is why I'm really excited for Ghostbusters: uh, Frozen Empire. Please. Regardless of the fact it is another Ghostbusters movie, and it's my favourite film of all time, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited to see the Ecto One. Every time I see the Ecto One in anything, I just cry. Yeah. I, I was watching a video on Instagram yesterday that was someone recorded. It was of a, a VHS recording of uh, the Ecto-1 driving through Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida in 1998, and I shed a tear. Well, that's because there's so many layers to that one. There's 1998, which was a vintage year. There was uh, on a VHS, on a which VHS. got that level of nostalgia as well. Yeah. So uh, that would that make me cry. It's the first time I also went to uh, America was in 1998 as well. Fabulous. So a whole heap of emotions. Anywho, here's why I'm excited for this one. Ghostbusters, the 1984 original, is about the Ghostbusters coming together. It's about the formation of the team. Ghostbusters 2 in 89 is about that team coming back together. Mm-hmm. We then have a you know gap, there's no movies. When we got the reboot in 2016, that is a movie about a group coming together. Mm-hmm. We got Afterlife a couple yeah. of years ago, which is the official Ghostbusters 3. That is a movie about the team sort of coming back together, a new generation of the team coming together, mm. the old guys coming back together. 
Which means that Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is the first Ghostbusters movie where they just get to be the Ghostbusters and have an adventure. Lovely. And that's what this is. Gil Kennan, who is the uh, writer and director of this, he wrote Afterlife. Gil Kennan is a lovely bloke, by the way. I interviewed him a number of years back about an unmade Pac-Man movie that <sighs> he was going to do, a live-action Pac-Man movie. He's just a Fantastic. such a nice guy. And he loves Ghostbusters as well. What a wonderful existence that is as well. You grew up as a Ghostbusters fan, then your best friend <laughs> ends up being Jason Reitman, who is the son of the guy who directed oh. Ghostbusters. So now you... Manifesting works, everybody. And you now you're directing a Ghostbusters yeah. movie. So like, that's, <laughs> that's wonderful. But he, he took huge inspiration from the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, mm. to just be like, that is just a series where the Ghostbusters have adventures. Mm. And when I watched the trailer for it, when the first trailer came out, I turned to my wife and I was like, this just feels like a live action version of the real Ghostbusters. This feels just like it's them being the Ghostbusters. And I'm so, so excited about that. And I love the cast. I know you want to say no, some yeah. things, but I, I, I want to just wax lyrical a little bit longer. I can't wait for this movie. I'm so, so excited. I mean, it's one of those things where like when you, I, I quite like the further adventures of as a, a sort of style. When Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm a Pirates of the Caribbean fan. My version of yours is Pirates of the Caribbean. So when the fourth one came out, when I wasn't really sure what was going on, and I realized in the middle of it, oh, it's just, the Further Adventures of Jack Sparrow. And I, we could just do this for a long time. I'd be really into that. Um, that's all I'm going to say about Paris Caribbean because anymore and I'll cry. Um, but the idea then you have the, like, the little team unit together going off and, and you know you can play so much in the world. If you don't constantly have to have the are they getting together dynamic? Is they're going to be, you know, what, what, what is the future? They're just off doing adventures. Absolutely. That's really kind of what I think a lot of audiences want from a sequel. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's, I think that's absolutely right. The further adventures yeah. of. The legend continues. Yeah. And I'm super excited about that. We've got the cast from the uh, Afterlife back, as well as the original cast of Bill Murray's back, Dan Aykroyd's back, Annie Hudson's back, Annie Potts is back, Annie Potts finally putting on the flight suit and getting a proton pack, which I love. That's also a nice little throwback to the casting as well. Slime is back because we're back in New York City. I am so so excited for this. I'm taking the day off work <laughs> so I can go and see this movie as early as I possibly can. Maybe take the next day off as well. So, so I'm going to see it again. If you need to recover. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll probably want to go see it again because I'll probably want to go there and notice all the little details yeah. and stuff, the little references to things. I'll be like, oh, that's a reference to the IDW. Oh, and comics. you know with a director like that, it's going to be packed. Yes, for. absolutely. Yeah. Also out on the 22nd, if Ghostbusters isn't your thing, we have Immaculate on the big screen. But if you're looking for Big, 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 big stuff. And I'm talking big right here. The following week, don't get much bigger than this. Is it the movie Big? It is not the movie Big. Is it the character Mr. Big from Sex and the City? It's bigger than all of those. Goodness me. Probably even standing on each other's shoulders. Goodness. Godzilla versus Kong, or Godzilla X Kong, mm. or Kong X Godzilla. The New Empire. That's, that is big, actually. That is pretty massive. I'll give you that. We're in a wonderful time uh, as Godzilla fans. <laughs> what, a, what a great month this is for me. I've got a yeah, new Ghostbusters <laughs> movie, and then one week later, I have a new Godzilla movie. It's all coming up loose. This really is Christmas for me. Yeah. And then it's Easter. So and then Easter's <laughs> come really early this year. So it's a great time to be a Godzilla fan because last year we got what is arguably the greatest Godzilla movie ever made ever in Godzilla Minus One. Academy Award nominated. A perfect, perfect movie. Mm. And now we've got. Godzilla versus Kong, the new Godzilla Kong, the, the new empire. And it, what a perfect way to just show how great this character is. Because what you have over here is Godzilla minus one. This is how Japanese filmmakers make a Godzilla movie. Mm. 
oh, it's very poignant. <laughs> oh, it's, it's making very big political points. And then you see how Americans make Godzilla movies, which is just smashy, smashy, big lizard, do a smashy thing. There's not enough time to really pull at that thread, is there? Because there's a lot to be said about the, that dynamic. But yeah. And that's just brilliant. Yeah. Because both of them are great. Mm. Like this one over here, minus one, perfect movie. I loved Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh boy, did I love that movie. So the premiere for that movie happened while we were still in lockdown. Um, and so it ha we were watching it from home, which meant that they sent us a little box. And I got, I was Team Godzilla, obviously. I've got Godzilla slippers at home. So I had a little Godzilla robe, Godzilla slippers, big pizza that they sent me. A Godzilla versus Kong sized pizza. Oh. That's I ate it all in one night. Are you joking? It was fabulous. <laughs> and then watched the movie and then went to see it in 4DX as well because I was like, I had so much fun with it. So yeah. yeah. I'm so excited for a new one. Mm. Uh, the, the shot, the, I mean, it's been memed a lot online of the, the pair of them running side by side. Oh. Just, I, I'm so, so excited for this. And what a perfect little, like, three month span that we've had yeah. going from minus one to this one right here. The only thing that can make that shot better is if they were joined by the Megazord from Power Rangers, <laughs> all three of them at once. But for whatever reason, that's not your bag, baby. There's also <laughs> Mother's Instinct. Yes, which is Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain. And it is, how do I describe what the trailer is giving me? Sort of period piece, 60s energy, um, very mid-century in terms of presentation. And it's all about Anne Hathaway. If I'm not misremembering the trailer, Anne Hathaway's character uh, loses her son and starts getting close to Jessica Chastain's son. Jessica Chastain senses danger. That's kind of the, the basic premise. Uh, and it's got that kind of psychological horror thriller energy to it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. But if that's not your bag, baby, you could always go see Kung Fu Panda 4. Well, Kung Fu Panda. It was right there. I'm, I'll never, my, the hill I will die on is shoehorning numbers into movies. We missed Transformers. Mm -hmm. The Fast and the Fewer 10 Us didn't happen. <laughs> so. And they've really missed out on. Except for Fant Stick. That one did happen. Yeah. I was and, appreciative of um, that. Five Cream. Five Cream? Yeah, Five Cream. <laughs> five Cream happened. They did try it with Scream 6 as well. Yeah. Like the logo has got the Roman numeral of... Scriffon. Yeah. Yeah. S which no, that's, that's Scream 4. Scream 6 also had yeah, the Roman numeral for uh, 6 in Roman there. numerals aren't the same. No? Nah. You can tell that to the Rocky franchise. No, I mean shoehorning them. Because Rocky could have been another one. Ro no, we couldn't. <laughs> I'll work on it. Anyway, the cast are back. Kung Fu Panda's back. We have event cinema for you like Titanic the Musical on Thursday the 7th of March and Sunday the 10th, as well as the Met Opera Live's La Forza del Destino on Saturday the 9th. We have the National Theatre Live's fantastic production of Motive and the Q on Thursday the 21st, and the Met Opera Live's Romeo et Juliette on Saturday the 23rd. We also have two performances of Madame Butterfly on Tuesday the 26th and Sunday the 31st. We also have an autism-friendly screening of Migration on Sunday the 3rd and Soul on the 8th of March. And if you're a limited member, we have a special screening of the Persian version that'll take place on Monday the 4th. But 
I'm afraid that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. You can check out all of the movies that we've discussed in today's episode using the links in the video description down below. And if you enjoy the way we natter, but you want to have it in an audio version, you can get it on the podcast platform of your choice. But that's all we've got time for. We will see you next month on What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I've been Luke Owen. And I'm still always now and forever, Dan Lee. And that's What's On. <laughs>